This show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for certain audiences. Okay. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Mm. A friendly this reminder, Mary Jane edibles are not a substitute for actually paying your Lyft driver. Don't forget to tip your bartenders, you filthy fucking year. animals. And if you've got kinks, we've mm. got links. Don't forget to subscribe, put on your seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> all right. So are we all recording? I didn't hear Scully. Scully, you're recording? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Starting in. Oh, wait. Before we start, uh, <laughs> do the uh, do the clap thing to do the syncing up. So do that in three, two, one. Hey! All right. Hopefully that'll do it. <laughs> All right. Now, starting the show in five, four, Three, two, one. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me we have Skolapendra. Hello. We have Michelle. Hello. And we have a guest this week. You, have pr- If you're a fan of uh, Rosenthorn, who, who has, who's also on the co-host roster of this show, he does, he does streams throughout the week, usually playing just whatever games come to mind or what have you. I know he does tag team and all that, but most importantly and most relevant to this conversation, he also has a podcast called Random A, which I am also on, and we record at least once a week towards the end of the week. And um, we have a guest this week, and today's guest is one of my co-hosts on Random A. Say hello, Astra. Hi. Yes. So Astra is also a streamer. Um, who I've been to a couple of them, and they're pretty cool. And uh, you're also an artist, right? I am, yes. Yay! Because <laughs> apparently that's what the fates have decided I need more of in my life, more artists. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in fairness, you can never have too many, so that, nope. that, that is not a bad thing at all. Um, especially since I'm dating one, I'm kind of, I don't know where we are on another one. <laughs> Just, uh... So, uh, so Astrid, we're, we're going to let you take, take the crack at everything first and tell us about yourself, whatever you feel you want to share, you know, anything from what your favorite pop drink is to, I don't know, your deepest, darkest secret. You don't have to share that. That is a joke. (laughs) Uh, Uh, well, uh, like you said, I'm an artist. I'm kind of a streamer. I need to get back into it. Uh, I'm also in college, so that's starting up this week. So we'll see about how my schedule can go from there. Yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite pop drink uh, is Coke Zero. Uh, if I can ever get it in stock, I really like the vanilla Coke Zero. Hmm. Uh, but it has not been in stock for like a year now. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Uh, not at least in my area. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, uh, I was actually just watching uh sweeney todd before this Ooh. uh i watched a couple videos with a friend last night about the movie adaptations of uh les miserables and cats Mm -hmm. and why they're so bad uh from a from purely from like a musical standpoint uh and learned some things that uh made me have to take like five minutes uh when can I talk about the Les Miserables thing just really quick? Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, when they were recording the movie for Les Miserables, mm-hmm. uh, 
Oh no, I'm forgetting his uh Uh-oh. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh there it is. His character like he's got a character in that movie. And he wanted to look like Wolverine for a part of the movie where he doesn't even take his shirt off, first of all. So to do that, he deprived himself of water for 36 hours and then tried to sing. Um Why? Oh no. <laughs> No. And it, like, I was watching the video with my friend last night, and he was like, do you want to pause it so you can take a minute? And I was like, yes, I need to. <laughs> as 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 a performer, as somebody who, who has sang and, and performed on stage and all that stuff, that is not a good idea. No, it's like, not. I'm assuming, he like, was, I'm assuming he was taking, you know, he was drinking other things. I'm assuming. Yeah, I hope so. Because <laughs> uh, if he was going without water for 36 hours, he would not be here. <laughs> yeah because like the idea it's something that you can see in hollywood and a bunch of places but like there's this idea for like uh like particularly muscular men where mm-hmm. they like deprive themselves of water it's a big thing in bodybuilding shows too Ooh. uh because it makes the muscles pop out more uh but that's because you have no water in your body wow and it's super oh, yeah. harmful mm-hmm. so I'm just thinking back to like like I'm sure everybody's seen like old uh bodybuilding, heavyweight bodybuilding pictures of like Arnold Schwarzenegger or what have you. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking of I'm like, oh my god, did he do that? Oh fuck. They man. probably did. Oh uh, yeah. I went on a rant about it to my friend last night, but it's also part of why I hate one specific scene in Age of Ultron so much. Mm-hmm. Uh and that is when Captain America is doing like the like chopping like the wood outside. Uh, because Chris Evans also had to do that like water thing Uh, and on top of that they gave him a shirt that was like two sizes too small so you could see his muscles through the shirt of course Uh, they did and it makes me angry but yeah Yeah. Uh, aren't aren't these like uh, Marvel MCU movies meant more for general audiences you know rating aside but they're meant for wider audiences I guess I should say yeah so so you would you know something you could potentially take your kids to go see Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah. it's like uh, yeah i know you want to try and and, and recreate the comics but you know we don't need to rob liefeld the shit okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, that's a reference i don't get to make very often Mm. I actually got to make a Liefeld disease joke the other week. I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> oh lordy. Oh, but yeah. So, um, so yeah. So he did that for Les Miserables. Oh god. I- I'm I'm curious. What series were you watching? I uh, there's a YouTuber on uh, I guess well YouTube uh <laughs> called Sideways uh one word and they do uh like analysis videos on like a lot of stuff one of the ones i was watching earlier today was uh about the music in the how to train your dragon movies Mm -hmm. uh and how the first five minutes of the first movie sets up the entire like sound landscape for the rest of the series wow uh yeah it like it establishes like themes for like characters uh establishes a tone kind of like a bunch of really really good stuff it's really interesting to watch yeah. So all the light motif is set up in the first five minutes. Yeah. Cool. I haven't seen How to Change Your Dragon yet, but I have been watching some sideways videos myself. I thought I was watching his live action Disney videos, and they're kind of interesting. 
Yeah. Like, I watched the Frozen stuff he's done, and then like the algorithm's like, oh, you like this dude here? Check this stuff out. I haven't seen the Lay Miz one, but it is in my tabs to watch. Yeah, and and oh god, you brought up like like cats or whatever, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, Diva of Musical Hell just recently did an episode on cats. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, <laughs> I watched that one while I was drunk. <laughs> like, oh no, the film was a review. <laughs> uh, well, the review because that's when Rosen just happened to play it, but but uh, if, if I were to watch the film, I probably have to make a trip to Illinois first. Uh-huh. And for those who don't get the reference, Illinois has legal weed. <laughs> so, yeah. Do I you... thought just because that's where Becky lives. Well, there is that too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say how long it was going to take me up there now, did I? <laughs> oh, but no, 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 no. Oh, um, but yeah. I, I will. I will say this I, since I did bring up substances. Use them responsibly, you idiots. Please, <laughs> please do. Yes, uh, you know. So, if, yeah. So the um, the same ahead. director that directed Cats is also the one that did Les Misérables. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he should never be allowed to touch a musical again. <laughs> yeah, based on what I've seen, no. They're both just so messed up. Even like cats, like on a fundamental level, he messed up on the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like there's two scenes uh, that he talks about in the video. One is like where in the actual like stage musical and everything. Uh, what was it like, Gris- Grisella or something? Grisabella, I think. Uh, Grisabella, that's what it was. Grisabella like so badly just wants to be a jellical cat again. Uh, and so, like, the line that she sings, like, in the, like, I guess reprise of memories towards the end of the show is, like, touch me, it's so easy to leave me. She just wants to be touched because, like, that's how they accept each other. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, yeah. the main character that they added, which didn't need it to be added, uh, the, like, Victoria, who's the main character, goes to reach out and touch her. And she shies away from it. Meanwhile, in the, like, stage musical, she's constantly reaching out to people, and they just shy, like, they cringe away, essentially. That, 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 uh... There's a lot wrong with that movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, oh, lordy. Mm. But, yeah, so, uh, is there anything else you wish to share, or, 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 like, just in general, like, about who you are, what you do, what have you? Um, uh, I mean, art, uh, I did work as a graphic designer for a bit. Uh, I would like to get back to that job, but I haven't been able to over the last year, because of, you know. Uh, yeah. The COVID. <laughs> yeah. We aren't monetized uh, to begin with, so the COVID. <laughs> uh, but we... Yeah, we've been, my dad and I, we have been just kind of like holed up at home. I'm in college. I'm pursuing a degree in social work. Uh, cool. But yeah. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, I, I guess just to, to I, I guess to kind of pivot off of that. Um, uh, Scully, how have you been the last week, man? Been all right. Uh 
kind of worried about the shit that's going down in America, but I mean, isn't anyone? I mean, isn't everyone? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, I've been fine. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Michelle? Uh, excuse me, eating. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing she's been doing the last week, eating. <laughs> I would hope so. Me too. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, not too bad, same old, same old. Um, they're talking about making the uh, lockdown longer and harsher, which is fun. Um, mm -hmm. But it doesn't really affect my work because where I work, one of the jobs is in a store that gets to stay open because it's a pharmacy. Uh, and the other one is an office where nobody works. So, like, um, maybe around people for like three hours a week, and the rest of the time I'm just on my toddler at home. There you go. Uh, but but I did. Uh, I bought myself a um, a tripod ring light mm -hmm. um, for twenty quid, which I think is about twenty five thirty dollars. And I've uh, just I've just put up a review of it. So feel free to check that out because so far nobody has yet. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's up in two parts. That that explains why Stagehand got a little happy in my personal server. <laughs> for those yeah, sorry about that. I sorry, get go. Yeah, uh, for those who don't know, in my Discord servers, I named my my little bot Stagehand because thematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um. So basically, I was doing the review. Uh, went to take the my phone off of the mini tripod that I normally use to mount it into the new tripod to see how that all goes, and my doofy ass accidentally turned the, the phone off. Oops. <laughs> so basically, the next one's like, well, welcome to part two then! Carry on! You know? <laughs> uh, it happens to the best of us, though. Yeah. We, we can't uh, really change an unboxing. Yeah. Once it's unboxed, you, it's, that's it, it's unboxed, you can't redo it. There you go. <laughs> oh, lordy. So... So yeah, as Scully kind of alluded to just a minute or two ago, we've had some shit go down in America. Uh, like, <laughs> like when we were here last week, we talked about the the terrorist attack on the Capitol. That's what it is. Let's not sugarcoat Sedition. it. <laughs> yep. Sedition, treason, whatever you want to call it. And as... Not Antifa. Exactly. As should, be, should have been predicted, and I may have mentally but never really voiced it um mm -hmm. yeah the, the the people on the right are like oh no that was this oh no they're this they're, they're coming up with so many excuses as to why this was a capital a capital g good capital t thing it's like no that is not a good thing they were wanting to go in and murder people and you know what mike pence is far from my favorite human in, in fact you know just this bullshit yeah. as the governor of Indiana makes me want to kick him in the balls. Uh, that alone. But I don't think he should be strung up in a mob that is pissed off at him because he won't bow down to Daddy Trump. Mm -hmm. Why I call him Daddy Trump, and, I have no idea. <laughs> and, the, I mean. and the thing is, uh, from what I understand about Pence, he is smart enough to know that he physically legally, constitutionally, could not do what Donald asked in the first place anyway. Yeah. Yep. So he didn't even need to say, no, I'm not doing that, because he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, people are also thinking, well, laws can be broken. Well, that is true. You know, you legally cannot incite a riot, but look at what Donald Trump did. Uh -huh. uh, 
and even if like legally he can get if he even if he can can't be punished for it legally uh, mm. there's more than just the legal thing if the law won't do it then you know others can you know mm. like you know all of his banks calling in their debt or Twitter kicking Trump off the platform Facebook <laughs> kicking him off the platform a little, little four years a little late but you know what better late than never and then maybe next time when a bunch of us and we do outnumber them try and warn you hey there's some fashy shit going on maybe listen to them instead of worrying about your bottom line because mm-hmm. we fucking warned you yeah. Like Europe warned you. Yeah. Europe fucking warned you. Yes. We tried. Mm-hmm. Just We're like, kid, sit down. Watch all these war documentaries. Don't get any funny ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Just Oh my god, people. We warned you. And that's what happened. So yeah, we we're in a point where we can say, Yeah, we told you so. Now let's fix this shit. And there's also the conservatives that are like, oh, we need to heal. We need a unit. We need unity. We need unity. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like, no, 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 no. You attacked, you attacked the, the capital and, and generalized you. You attacked the capital because your guy didn't win. You attacked the capital because the guy who didn't win told you to because he made up some sob story about how everything is so unfair to him. Bullshit. Donald Trump is just having to face consequences and he doesn't like it. Uh, yeah, uh, narcissists tend to, yeah, they don't like, they don't like facing consequences. <laughs> yeah. Well, tough, tough shit for Donald Trump. He's going to. He yep. better. Yeah. Uh, and I hope it involves oh. prison and iron. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, I hope. Yeah. And it's just... And and that's made me rethink other things, too, because I'm genre-savvy enough to think, okay, you put him in prison, and he is away from, like, people. Then what do you do to keep his influence from getting out? Because Charles Manson was in prison for a long time. And I wouldn't be surprised if there were people that he was able to influence one way or another, even while in prison. You know, he, he and he didn't have Trump's financial backing or power <coughs> when he got locked up. So that makes me wonder how. Okay, getting him put away, fine. That that severely limits his reach. But how do you take his reach entirely away in a way that's humane? Some people might be thinking, "Oh, just keep him in solitary." But that also is not a very humane way of doing it either. So it's like, what do you do? Once he is in prison, what do you do? I mean, some people would be like, well, he's too dangerous. Execute him. And I will admit I've had that thought. I've even voiced such thoughts before. But that also runs the risk of turning him into a literal martyr for yeah. his supporters. Yeah, so, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, so it's like it, it is not as simple as I would like it to be personally. But then again, few things are. Very few things are. No. Uh Oh, just although there is some good to come out of this from from the from his cultist followers does yeah this whole cult of personality thing is a thing and it is around Donald Trump yep uh, I think Telltale said it, he was like what level 
was it level two cult? I think it was. Yeah, um, level two cult, like no centralized leader within the cult, but within the within the group, people sort of rise to the top. Yeah. So even if you don't see Donald himself as a Trump leader, the, the people that he's built up around him are creating little enclaves. Yeah. So, um, but it, it is nice to see some of these assholes, some of these traitors and terrorists that went to DC suddenly having a hard time getting home because they're on no fly lists. <laughs> that has been my favorite thing. I have loved that <laughs> so much. Yes. <laughs> that is just, oh, mwah, love it. <laughs> Oh, and you to hear them whine about it too. <coughs> You're treating me like a black person. Well, we see what colors you have. No pun intended. Yeah, we 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 see we see you here. We we it's all out there. You're 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 not wearing a mask. Well, you weren't anyway because you think masks are oppressive for some reason. Because I I had a thought about that. Um, mm-hmm. if we weren't in the dark times. And if they weren't like so anti-mask, because my rats, yeah, they probably would have been masked up, and it would have been harder for us to identify them all. So thanks, you um, anti-mask motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, it's, we can it's... we can identify you. We can we can you know send that information to your bosses because whether or not your boss you know supports you behind the scenes or whatever, they got a company to look after. And they got a yeah. to uphold. Knowing that you are literally helping Nazis is not exactly the best look for 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 the overall thing. So uh yeah. yeah. You're gonna get rid of them pretty damn quick. Oh, you mean you have to yeah. lose your job because you did Yes, yes. Because <laughs> what you did is terrorism. You did a terrorism, Hank. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So you 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 don't you get to have consequences now. Yes. Ah, oh, just oh my god, people. <laughs> and and so also parlor, which was that little safe space that conservatives started going to when Twitter was starting to crack down. Um, even even before the big crackdown, you know, people were starting to go to parlor because they couldn't handle it because they're wusses. Um, they're snowflakes. They yeah. are snowflakes. Yeah, and, and it's one thing if you're like on a social media platform and everybody is doing everything that is like legit triggering the fuck out of you, and you need a different space. That's one thing. These are a bunch of cranny, whiny crybabies. There's the difference. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not they're not legit triggered. They're they're just wusses. Um, yeah. who, who they're upset that... that they can't like hate in peace anymore. Yeah, oh, I can't say the N word. Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you mean I can't say the quiet part loud? Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I've mentioned it on previous shows before. You can say, like, like physically speaking, you can say whatever mm-hmm. you want. The government can't do shit to you unless it is like inciting violence or or something <laughs> like that. You uh, unless you're the president and you're inciting violence, apparently. <sighs> yeah, but yeah. But the point is. With with very few exceptions, you can say whatever you want. You can go down the middle of Harlem and you can scream the N-word all day long. It's not advisable, but you could. <laughs> you would just have to deal with the consequence of, at the very least, every black person in that area looking at you funny. And at the worst, having the shit beat out of you. Because 
you know, there there's a lot to that word that a lot of black people I, I, I'm going to I'm going to assume down to a DNA level are like, hey, wait a minute. What the fuck are you doing, honky? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So to just throw that in there, not a good move. You could. Yeah. But it's not smart. You there's know. a uh, there's a tweet that Justin McElroy put out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how long ago now. Uh, talking about like how the First Amendment, like for the last time, the First Amendment pr- protects you from the government, not the Justin. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, yeah, technically you can say whatever you want, but yeah. that doesn't mean that we have to tolerate it. Yeah. Like, and it's like people. And of course, people on the right are, are, are like, oh, Twitter did this, they're coming for you next, they're censoring you. It's like, no, Twitter's a private platform that's not run by the government, so they can boot you off for whatever reason they want. Now, there can be discussions about what their criteria is and how well uh, well they hold up their terms of service, you know, mm. you know cough, between... Cough, cough, banning innocent members, cough, cough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing things like that there. I want my Twitter there. account back. Yeah. So doing things like that there and, and mm. all that. But at the end of the day, it's still their way to run it. You know, if, if, if you legit do violate their terms of service, then, yeah, that's their right to kick you off. You can, you can, you can um, appeal if you want. And some people mm-hmm. do, some people don't. That's up to them. But, and, and who knows? If, it's, if it was a computer mistake or whatever, you can have a human look at it and we could be like, okay, then, then you know. If they do their due diligence, then, you know, here and there. Part of it is uh, maybe hire more humans to actually run your shit. And and that's more than just Twitter. It's all social media, Uh, including YouTube, which for a minute had a a, uh, YouTube channel for Trump. That has since, as of this recording, been um, been, uh, shut down, for lack of a better term, because it's not permanently shut down. It was for at least a week. Which, yeah. um, YouTube, you can do better. You really can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, they you, can in general. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much crap on their platform. Yeah. Really? It's funny. I think I mentioned it last time, but it's funny how they have, like, they've had, like, all of this right-wing seditionist talk and and stuff that incites mob violence and everything, but yet they'll age-restrict one George Carlin clip where all he's doing is screaming, shut the fuck up. Because mm-hmm. there's the fuck word in it. Fuck yeah, off. Essentially, it's yeah. <laughs> there's a, one of the people that I follow on YouTube is H Bomber guy who does a lot of like good video essays. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He's one of us. Uh, <laughs> and like he he's covered in the past like these super like just like Nazis. I'll just call them what they are. Yeah. The Nazis <laughs> that are on the platform. Uh, and like. I think I've I've seen it talked about before, but I haven't talked about it myself. The like YouTube as a platform is like a pipeline to being a radicalized like right winger. Yeah, because like you fall down one rabbit hole and then like it's done. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. You know, it, yeah. like a lot of that obviously depends on like like people and like they're already like sitting views, but like. I've seen so many people just like fall down those holes and be like, like full on Q Q and on stuff. Yeah, and 
I will, I will admit, in, in some of our date nights, Becky and I will fall down rabbit holes or what have you. But it's usually things like really fucked up roller coaster accidents. Not not showing it, just Oof. the stories behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah. like satanic panic videos from the 80s. Or things like <laughs> yeah. that there. That's our date night. We watch those and we make fun of them. Or we rant at them or what have you. Um... You know, so of course ours would be a little fucked up. But then again, most of my YouTube experience is between users like Surus or fucking or, or aforementioned H Bomber guy and a lot of Pokemon yeah. videos. From <laughs> in my case. So Yeah. And thankfully On the um thank thank thankfully no. any problematic PokeTubers out there are not being recommended to me. I can think of one right off the top of my head. But <laughs> um but I don't subscribe to him. I I remember coming across his videos once, and I was like, okay, that's some information. Then I learned all this other shit, and I'm like, oh, he's not good. So I'm just hmm. going to take him, put him over here, and I'm going to move on with my day. <laughs> I kind of ran over on, there. On the, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I'll tell you about the, on the, the Twitter banished thing. Uh, they, uh, TLDR US did a video. I think it was US. One of the TLDR channels, and I will find it and put the link in for you. Mm-hmm. Did a video on is Twitter and social media biased against the right wing? And basically, yes. Uh, reasons basically being, yes, it's a private company. There's a lot of younger people, especially on Twitter, and more of them are going to um, say, you know, like report the, when people are talking shit. And generally speaking, yeah, okay, the the the. Their um, systems aren't always perfect, but they do have rules. And if you're breaking them, and let's be honest, it's going to be the more extreme of the right-wingers, because not every single right-winger, but the more extreme right-wingers are the ones that are going to be breaking the rules because they're the ones saying the shit that people are getting banned for. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a fun little video. I'll, po- I'll post it down so you can share it. <laughs> oh, but yeah. and Oh, Lordy. There's like one that, that I... One guy that I caught in the uh, politics channel, Rosen Server, is on record. Uh-huh. He before the, before before the terrorist attack, um, he he was he was he was wanting to make the lawmakers shake in their boots or whatever. And, oh yeah. And afterwards, now that he's been caught, now he's getting an interview. He's like, "But I'm not a terrorist." Yes, you are. You yeah. are. You are. Uh, you you, yes. you are. And and oh, this also exposes a thing about you know our prison system and. And how things are going with another thing that Trump has, glor- quote unquote, gloriously brought to the light and brought and made flourish and everything. So, for those who don't remember, Trump, while he may not have specifically set them up, he has allowed the concentration camps to definitely flourish under his administration. Whether or not those mm. camps were there before him, um, you know, they may have been, they may not have been. I'm going to guess they probably were because it's America. But, yeah. but he has allowed them to flourish. He could have said, hey, you know what? Shut, shut them down and let them go. He didn't because he hates brown sure. people that much. And in those, in those concentration camps, you have Muslims, like legit Muslims, you know, being fed bacon even though their diet forbids them from doing it. You have children who are needing things like uh, toothpaste and, and things to kind of clean themselves you know, make themselves, you know, feel like decent human beings. And 
down there, Ice is like, no, no, we're not going to do that. No, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're never going to get clean. You're, you're too brown, that thing. That, that's probably hmm. that's probably not exact, but but still, point yeah, is, they, it, they, they treat him like shit is the point. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. there's this one dude. Uh, the dude, I think it was like the the dude you saw, like all dressed up, like like some sort of right wing Jumanji character or whatever. Oh, the QAnon oh, Sean, I think he calls himself. Yeah, yeah, that asshole. He got put in prison, and oh, he spent a few days not eating because his food wasn't organic. Just let yep. that sit for a moment. Like, really? Because it's, your food wasn't organic. It's insane. Yeah. On just so many levels. Yeah. Because, like, first of all, I think the dude was actually, like, doing voice work and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. His name was uh, Jake... Angeli? Angeli? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, So he gets caught for all this shit, and then, like, he gets sent to prison, rightfully. Yeah. Because, Jesus Christ. And, Mm -hmm. like, and you know, like, this entire time he's been spouting some bullshit about how everyone on the left are, like, snowflakes or whatever. And then he gets to prison and won't eat the food because it's not organic. Yeah. So they're, they're... There are two two levels to this one. Number one, it's food. Ninety nine percent of it is organic, by default. It's organic mm-hmm. material. I know what they mean. I know they mean in the way it's prepared, but but it's organic. So shut up and eat. And number two, and here's the infuriating part: the prison complied. Yeah. They gave him organic <coughs> food, and the first I heard of it, it was like you know. Prison did their due diligence. They they gave him food. They gave him every opportunity to eat. They didn't stop him from eating. They're not withholding from mm-hmm. him. And if he chooses not to eat and starve himself, then you know that that's that's on him. The prison did their due diligence. Aye. You know, and 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 mm-hmm. I and there's also other complications from that too. But you know, like oh, he could. Try and become a martyr or make the prison look bad. I, I, I do get all that, but from what I understand, the prison was doing their due diligence. So yeah, so it's like it, you know, fucker starved himself because he's a snowflake. Mm, like Jeebus. Yeah, like I, I personally, uh, I'm about as far left I think as you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I have a lot of Hi. personal. <laughs> uh, I, I, have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of issues with the prison system as it is. Yeah. Uh, mm. It like slavery exists still because of our prison system and yada yada yada. <laughs> At the same time, I don't necessarily agree with prison abolishment because fuckers like him exist. Yeah. And I don't trust them to walk free ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, there's got to be, there's got to be some sort of middle ground on that one. There are some yeah. things that, yeah. yeah, you can find a middle ground on. Not everything, you know, not not everything like these libertarians like to try to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least the ones that I've encountered. Let me put it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many no, people. <clears throat> the only reason I gave that snarky little high was because, um, as I understand, your Overton window, even your um, left wing and pretty right wing 
from our point of view. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, I was going to say something about um, Horn Guy's um, diet stuff. Because yeah. <clears throat> listening to you guys talking about it again, it's like, all oh, right, just organic. So it's not like he is, for example, a celiac, so he can only eat certain foods or can't eat certain foods or has other legitimate allergies or even is vegetarian or vegan, which I, I don't really track with veganism. Sorry if Asher, if you are one, but not, it's more no. the more that more the more the stuck upness of most of vegans. And I don't think it's sustainable for the environment long term. Um so if it was like he had an actual either ethical or medical food um problem or food you know requirement okay yeah fair enough give him like what with what is within his belief in the sense of allergy and or uh chosen dietary requirements now i'm not saying you necessarily have to cater to vegan or vegetarian but it's it's good form to do so and i'm pretty sure most prisons have that at least vegetarian menu nowadays but yeah. just because it didn't come straight from the ground fuck you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and especially since see, he got his way. Meanwhile, <sighs> remember remember those people in the concentration camps? They don't. And that exposes another uh, problem with the whole prison system because I'm willing to bet they were willing more willing to kowtow to him because he's white. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We we are currently experiencing um child food poverty because our children aren't at school at the moment and uh, the ones that would normally have had free school meals or, or you know other schemes that would have helped them aren't currently getting that uh parents uh, can't work or uh, have been working less because the kids are home so someone's got to take care of them and some of the kids are going hungry you yeah. know and the government like Zakia actually gave a massive like he, he really slapped um boris down hard it was kind of amazing but yeah so we got children like around the fucking planet not just in, it's it's being highlighted here at the moment because yeah it's not cool that our kids are going hungry but around the fucking world kids and pe adults like there are people with genuine um not just like below the bread line but actual but almost below the starvation line mm -hmm. but this guy wanted a raw carrot yeah yeah yes yeah. it's, <laughs> it's just it's so ugh. And like I, I was one of the kids that like in like here in America that I was getting the free lunches and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like I just like I think about that so often because it's like with everything that's been going on and like parents just having to work less and everything or just not being able to work as much. Mm -hmm. uh, and like how many like poor families are really suffering meanwhile rich people get richer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and Elon Musk so is now the richest person in the world. I want to bring out the guillotine. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. I hate him on so many levels. Uh, I could rant about him for a while, but yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, 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 I've actually like for the past week or two, I've been thinking, okay, you know what? If I was to overhaul the entire like like financial system in the United States, I would make sure everybody above a certain threshold would get taxed at ninety nine percent of their mm -hmm. yeah. Of their net you know like their net gains because if you have a net of like say 10 million or more you're doing okay 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can afford not... to pay more off of that. Yeah. So. And it's like one of the things with like the bigger tax things is that like a lot of people on the right will say like, oh, but like that'll take away like our uh, hard earned money, and it's like this is only being applied to people above a certain like financial threshold. Yeah. It's not really gonna affect you because you're not making yeah. even like a million dollars a year. Yeah. I mean I'll and what I'll even give a perfect example from uh um my dad's business. He owns an insurance agency. He's been having to keep going in because insurance is considered essential. Because of course mm -hmm. it is. And and also let's not forget the fact that Governor DeSantis had said that not even small towns can enforce a mask mandate. That explains why people around town aren't wearing masks. And, and my dad, who is the mayor, is not doing anything about it because he can't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, to get back to the insurance agency, um, by my estimations, based on like his, his book of business or whatever, he probably grosses, you know, uh, and for those who may not already understand, gross is what you get before your bills are paid. You know, that includes taxes, payroll, what have you. Gross is probably, I'm, es again, estimating and rounding for ease, probably a million. And this is in a year. Okay. So, you know, he would fall well under that threshold. He would get to keep more of that money. It would not affect him in the, in the slightest. No. Because the net would be, if, if my calculations are done right, would probably be well below 500000 Well below that. And in fact, probably mm -hmm. well below 250000 So it's enough to survive and thrive here. If you do it, like, say, in Chicago, maybe if you're, if you're frugal enough with your money. Um, mm. And bear in mind, these are all estimates on my end. These are not the actual numbers. So, so... A business like ours likely would not be affected. So, and and that's on the higher end of people who would probably complain that they're that this ninety nine percent tax thing that that I've thought up would affect them. And it's like, no, likely not. You know, you yeah. you'd still have you probably still but your same tax rate. You know, if you're doing everything all right, you're you know. And my dad's not exactly not, he's not greedy enough to fuck over his employees. By the way, so. Right. So there is also that. Maybe that's why he's not a multi-billionaire. Hmm. <laughs> no, that's actually a good thing. Um, in fact, the IRS has even told him, because we also have some rental properties around town, the IRS has told hmm. him he needs to charge more for rent. So it's like, uh, No, I don't no. think I will. No. And that's exactly what he did. He's like, no, piss off, flip the bird, go away. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, just so the 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 whole tax rate thing, ninety nine percent, yeah, and that'll take care of a lot. You know what you can do with all that tax revenue? First of all, you can give everybody every everybody living in the country. Notice I'm saying everybody living in the country, not every citizen. You know, a minimum of three thousand dollars a month. You can. What give, I would give to have that. Yeah. Hmm. You know. You could also use that money to pour back into education, into the arts. Not so much the military. We don't want to. We don't want to totally. The drain. military has enough money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we don't need to drain them all away, but we can. We can lower lower how much we put in there, especially since that money is not going to the soldiers. Mm. If it was all going to give the soldiers better <laughs> pay, 
I probably would not have as much of a care about it. But they're not. Yeah. It's mostly going to to the fucking um uh war profiteers and the weapons makers. Yeah. It's not going to the soldiers who are using the weapons. So uh so yeah, you can cut all that down. Those those people up at the top can do with less. Let them tighten their belts for once. Instead of making the soldiers do it. Did I mention my dad is also retired military? <laughs> so I, I have feelings on that too. Um to Sorry, I, um that? No, I, I think I just interrupted the thought you were having, but Okay. I was just gonna say on on the arts thing, I I did see someone had this great bag. Um, it was said, um, "Buy art from living artists. Dead ones don't need it. Don't exactly. need the money." Exactly. <laughs> which um, which which that reminds me, Astra, are you open for commissions? <laughs> I am. Please give me your money. Yes, give them, <laughs> give them your money, please. <laughs> uh, my Twitter account got nuked because I'm fairly certain i was covering a lot of the events that were going on uh on the what was it the sixth mm-hmm. yeah. uh with everything in the capital and i'm pretty sure i pissed someone off on the right and they scrubbed through my account to find like one joke reply to one of my friends to like report me on uh because i jokingly said to my friend i'll kill you yeah because mm. that's how we joke and since then my account has been suspended but <laughs> Uh, I can give uh, Gomer my email to put in the like my business email to put in the description or something. Sweet. Uh, so, because <laughs> normally yeah, I'd say, "Oh, just contact me on my Twitter." Yeah, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but yeah, I should like maybe I should have like an artist alley link tree or something, or or maybe not a link tree. I'd have I'd have to open up a separate one for that. But um, like yeah. separate with email and everything because you can't have more than one link tree tied to one email. Which I guess makes sense, huh. but but still, yeah. Uh, but like, have this like this little artist alley because Becky does does the title card for this, um, and I'm also shilling stuff for Mel, who who has masks and all of that good stuff. And as far as I know, the code that's in the description is still good. Um, so you know you can get ten percent off on masks, and you might want to wear them. Uh, but she is concentrating a little bit more on sushi though, and the. And I think the link that takes you to her Etsy store, her site, and all that good shit, the sushi should be there. But I don't think the code works for them, or maybe not. I don't know. Right. She'll have. To, I'll have to ask her. But um. <laughs> but yeah. So what's, then, the, what's the code, Gomer? Gomer ten. Gomer ten. That's it. You mentioned yeah. having a code about three times. You didn't say what the code was. Yeah. Well, it's also in the description. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But, Fair enough. But not everyone looks at the description. To be honest, hun. That is true. That is true. It's it's been a while since I've brought it up because she's Mel has not been exactly happy with how it's been going, and and it's not necessarily a fault of mine. It's just you know, mm. yeah, you know, it's it, it's a difficult thing. Her sushi's are doing yeah. very well though. In fact, I, I did sh- look at the sushi's. They're very cute. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she even sent me a sushi for Christmas. Yay! I'm like yay. And oh my gosh, she also uh, this is gonna be this is gonna take us into the break. But she also sent me like one of those little uh, globe things with a Pokemon in it from Japan. Oh, and of course it's an Umbreon because Umbreon Yay. is my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. The friend, the friend's fans, fan in me wants to get an Unagi um, from her. I gotta get money first. Yeah, <laughs> Unagi. <laughs> yeah, because oh god, I don't, I don't even know 
I don't even know how much it would cost to ship overseas. I think she does. It. Yeah, she should be doing it. Um, but yeah, you can you can be pricey depending on. I I can't imagine they're too heavy, but even then, especially with Brexit's really fucked up um, international shipping for us as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> size, Thanks, David. Yeah. Depending on the size of the sushi, uh, it's, I've got like one of the biggest ones, which was one one of the mm. first ones she actually sewed when she was getting everything together to do sushi. Um, yeah. And it's, I would say, no more than five pounds. I think uh, I'd I'd have to weigh it, but it's not heavy, heavy. Still relatively. No. It's 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 like a pillow. Or, or yeah. a, a few pillows stacked together. Um, and it's really good, real comfortable. So, and, cool. and it's very huggable. I, I sleep with one every <laughs> night. <laughs> I like a huggable. Yes. And and, and it's more, in, in it because it is, while it is also soft and huggable and everything, it's also good for, like, just my body as well. Mm. You know, so, like, I don't, I don't move my arm in weird positions or anything. So... So it, it does double duty in being not only nice and soft, but it's also good for me. Yay. Uh, yeah, that was the same pillow that was with me all throughout the uh the uh Kansas debacle, which is where which is where I lost my job after um running into the back of a truck at sixty five miles an hour in another truck. Oof. Obviously I survived. <laughs> did you die? No. But did you die? I did not. Felt like I came close though, Jeebus. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. On that cheerful note. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and take our break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about a couple of news stories that, and actually, one of them does tie into trucking, surprisingly. So, uh, so we'll talk about those uh, when we come back. So stick around. Hey, folks. We'll get back to the show in a moment, but first, I want to tell you about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is what I use to get around all of the YouTube adpocalypse bullshit, and while I don't have a lot right now, every little bit does help, and if you like what you hear or what you see on any of my videos or podcasts, head on over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of these things early before anybody else does, and you can get them completely ad-free. Yeah, I know YouTube right now is technically ad-free, but... At some point, I'm probably going to get big enough to where ads will start coming in. And those can be annoying, so you want to avoid that, right? If you go ahead and go now over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx, leave a dollar, five dollars, doesn't matter how much, you can get all of these, again, you can get them early, and you get them without ads. Even when I reach the point on YouTube to where ads can be put on these videos. So, it's a win-win. And you can even avoid the ads that go up on the Anchor versions that go out to all of the other websites that are out there. No ads! It's great! Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gomer21xx. And now, an important message from Tyler Green, Kitty Quinn, and Randy Martin. Are you tired of asking yourself if that obscure show or movie you watched once was a fever dream? Is it still in your brain to this day as a 3am channel changing hallucination? Well join us as we yank that said memory out of your subconscious while we do a deep dive on it on Channel KRT. Channel KRT is a new bi-weekly podcast where we look at the best and worst of obscure media. We'll be covering such topics as... The Puzzle Place. Clown TV. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Reanimated. The Weird Al Show. We Sing. And And more. more. Join us every other week over at Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, and wherever podcasts can be heard. Channel KRT cuts static.
Howdy, howdy, everybody. Uh, before I get started on this quick content warning, we're going to be talking about the Belle Delphine situation, which involves um, some dubious slash non-consent setups and um, some really disturbing shit. So if you are <laughs> if you're easily triggered, and I mean legit triggered by this kind of shit, you may want to skip ahead probably about five, six, seven minutes, um, however long. Um, just... Yeah, I might want to skip ahead to the second half of the show. Um, it's one of those rare times I'm recording before we record the actual episode. So, um, yeah, this is it's going to be fun. So, so uh, the day before recording this, uh, which is uh, January 12th is when this popped up, uh, Belle Delphine was trending on Twitter, like she does every now and then. Like, for things like getting into porn or selling... I think she was the one who sold the bathwater, Gamer Girl bathwater or whatever. Um, but either way, she, she trends every now and then. Then she trended again yesterday, and um, yeah, there's no delicate, really delicate way to put this. Um, she put up a four-picture photo set involving her dressed as a schoolgirl. Um being kidnapped, taken to the forest, and raped. Again, no real delicate way to put it. Um, or at least none that I can find that also gets the point across. But um, but that's not... that that's, that's bad in and of itself. And in terms of making content like that, you want to make content like that, you go ahead, because especially if it's between two consenting adults, that's the key. Two consenting adults adults or more if the scene calls for it that's obviously a mock-up obviously role-play thing that's your gig that's creepy and that's ew but you're not hurting anybody that's where my threshold is for this okay and you want to make money off of it okay bigger porn productions do so as well you know and and then I've seen it, like, I'm, I'm part of one, and even some of their scenes, like, up in the very front, they're like, hey, this shit could get intense. If this easily triggers you, you may not want to watch this scene. So, you know, now, now that, that in and of itself would be the end of it if that was all she trended for. If that was the only reason she trended. Um, but the thing she didn't do was, one, she didn't put up any content warnings. And two, she made it look like, oh, it's a perfect first date, heart. Like, no, no. And yeah, it's it's an uncomfortable topic to discuss and bring up. Hell, I'm a little uncomfortable bringing it up, but I feel like I have to say something, you know? Because there'll be that one person who'll be like, wait, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? And so, you know. I'm I'm playing to that one person at this point, however uncomfortable it may make me, or anybody else. Um, but again, beginning of the section, we did have the content warnings. Um, so it's like, again, I want to reiterate: you want to make a you want to shoot a porno scene like that with consenting adults and the mock-ups and the everything. That's your right. You want to sell that. That's your right. That's fine. But at the very, 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 very least, put up a content warning. That, 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 that's all you need to do. And 
yeah, I'm not perfect about it. There are sometimes, well, well, just this very show, not this episode, but the show as a whole, where we'd end up talking about some really heavy shit, and my dumbass would get put up a content warning somewhere, or, or we'd put up a content warning, and then it would be worse than I thought, or what have you, you know? So, yeah, I'm not perfect about it. But I think this is one of those situations where it's pretty blatant that you need a goddamn content warning. Like, like, put up a content warning, lady. Now you went and you legit triggered a whole bunch of assault victims, and they're going to want your head. Potentially. Not necessarily literally, but, you know. And, and I don't blame them. I really don't. Because it's like, yeah, I would be pissed off too. Pissed off, upset, whatever emotions they're feeling, valid. Because, hi, that's a triggering scene. <sighs> if you're going to do it, put it, put it. Put a label on it. Say, hey, this is some intense shit. How about not? And your marketing sucks too, by the way, Belle. It does because you're like, oh, it's a perfect first date. And then, and that's it. Like, like you don't have your warning. Your marketing sucks. Just, ah. Just, oh. I don't know if we, I at this point, I don't know if we're going to be bringing it up in the normal episode. Um considering we do have our guest Astra on this week and they found out about it not long before we started recording and I just I left that up to them if we did it's because of them and I will likely have remained silent because of this segment <laughs> oh it's not even a laughing matter <laughs> oh but yeah one of the most uncomfortable segments I've done in a while, definitely over the five-minute mark. I like to keep them that way, but it's just... Oh, like... All right, in closing, to, to, to round up everything, and I'm going to reiterate a few points again. If you're going to do it, do it. Fine. Everybody's consenting adults. We all know it's fantasy. Okay. But... Put a goddamn warning label on that shit, please. That's the least, the least you could do. And yeah, you could argue that they could just not do the material in the first place, and that is also valid. But if you're going to ignore that and do it anyway, put a fucking warning label on it. Take care, and yeah, we're going to make sure the rest of the show is lighter than this segment alone. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. We are back from our break, and we're going to take things lighter, as I've been trying to do. Start with the heavier stuff, because usually the heavier stuff is more important. It's stuff we need mm -hmm. to know, because, yeah, I, I think, you know, a bunch of traders trying to take over the country is a thing we need to know, um, yep. as heavy as it is. And, 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 and admittedly, sometimes it can get so heavy, some people need to take time off. That's fine, too. You know, you know, yep. no, there, there, there's no, no harm in that. Um, mm. so the second half of the show, and I'm mostly explaining it for people who are first timers. This is where a lot of my Hi. stuff is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for every episode, there's usually somebody new, hopefully. If, if you want, if you keep growing, you're going to have somebody new every episode. Um, you know, it's kind of how soap operas work a little bit too, or like, you know, you're, you're, as you know, type moments. So the, yeah. this, the remaining part of the show is going to be relatively 
lighter. There are still going to be some important things, as we'll see in a moment. Um, but it's going to be relatively lighter. Um, so, um, yeah. So I, I've mentioned just hell and just in the first part of the show. I have been a truck driver, you know, for several years, um, off and on for the most part. And just last year, it's been almost a year. Holy shit! I decided, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not for that life anymore. Uh, it's, it's. I don't think it's really healthy when you wake up for work and you're already in tears and almost, you know, to the point to where you're overstressed just by waking up in the damn truck. Uh, that, that, that's not good. So hugs. Yeah, but um. But, you know, I, and, and I've also thought, you know, if there was a way to get me back, it would have to be completely under my control. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I choose when I drive, I choose what loads I take, where I take those loads, and all of that good shit. And if they don't like it, then, oh well. Pay me anyway. Mm. You're getting your shit safely. And to that, and this is a little bit of a background to the article I'm pulling up, um, I've got up here. To that end, the DOT, Department of Transportation, has a set of rules, like hours of service rules, for truck drivers and other professional drivers. Similar. Um, mm. we, it, we mostly talk about it in the, in the uh, scope of truck drivers. So, with the hours of services, I you have, in, in every one day, one work day, you have a 14-hour window. From when you first fun. put yourself on duty, and this fourteen hours will tick down from that moment. You you know you wake up and you put yourself on duty to, you know, do your pre-trip checking. You know you check your truck, make sure everything, all the bells and whistles are working. Basically, that's considered on duty because that's working. And once that starts, the timer goes down until you run out of fourteen hours. You know, the only way you can stop it is if you. <laughs> stop early in the middle of the day and take a full 10 hour break that's the only thing that resets that 14 hour clock so and it has to be 10 hours off duty in the cab out of the cab we don't it doesn't matter you're off duty that's your rest time within that 14 hours you take you can take no more than 11 driving you know and it doesn't have to be all at once and in fact we don't recommend it in fact there's an additional rule where you cannot legally do all 11 hours at once so, but once that 11 hours is up, you cannot drive until you have had that 10 hour break. And this is meant for safety. Um, within that 11 hours, you have to have a 30 minute break in there somewhere, minimum of 30 minutes, you know, and it has to be within the first eight hours. So you could drive five and a half hours, you know, take yourself a 30 minute break, drive another five and a half hours, you know, potentially. And if it's if it's a long distance thing and you got the energy to do all that great you know that's that's fine and dandy but um but even with those rules in place oh one other rule which i don't which also is the uh, 70 hour rule that's in that that basically says you can work 70 hours per week i, I think i say per week i think it's like uh 70 hours eight days in eight days you can work 70 hours at most, without having to take a 34-hour break, which is basically a day and a half, to reset everything. And that's supposed to freshen you up and get you going for however long. A lot of companies, and I worked for one that did this, that eight days are rolling days. So 
So like if you work 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 hours, whatever, or, or even just like five hours each day, once you get to that eighth day, you know, the next day you get like five hours back. So it, it, it rolls ahead. So as long as you don't do that within like a full, you know, the, 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 as long as you don't go over the 70 hours, then, you know, that you can keep rolling almost indefinitely. And a lot of companies like to do that, which by the way is bullshit. Um, but, um, so yeah, I, I think I've made that clear. I hope I have. So those rules are in place, like I said, to keep drivers safe, to ensure that drivers legally have to pull off and take a rest, you know, to take care of meals, take care of sleep, all of that good shit. We are not living in the times where Jim Croce was talking about his times on the road, where you could drive, you, you could take a West Coast turnaround, drive from New York to LA, then turn around and drive right back the whole time talking to your windshield. We're not in those times anymore. We don't need to be in those times anymore because too many people are crashing. It still happens because dry, either a driver wants to be the super trucker, he's trademark, <laughs> not a real trademark, <laughs> you know, wants to be a super trucker and wants to get all the money possible. Or you have companies that push their drivers because, because they want their product as quickly as possible. And I understand wanting the product as quickly as possible, especially around the holidays. I understand all of this. The point, the, 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 the thing you should do then is hire more drivers to move more product and stagger them out to a point to where you have at least one or two trucks coming in, you know, depending on how big your company is, to where you will always have some new product coming in, you know, a day or two, day after day after day. You know, mm. have it coming in as fast as it's going out, basically. You know, for yeah. for like the busiest times. You know, instead of having like one or two drivers pushing and potentially harming others by, you know, being overly fatigued. So fatigue is, is also a big thing when you're on the road. Because even if you've had the best sleep of your life, those beds are not the most comfortable things to sleep on. Uh, and even sometimes getting into a hotel, because you can do that every now and then, you know, sometimes even with those beds, it's still not enough because you might physically be okay, but mentally you're just still like, so, yeah, yeah. So you need that extra time, which some companies may like, some may not like. I've, I've found that a lot of companies don't like it when somebody needs extra time than what they're wanting to give. So... Because for one, at one point while I was driving with one company, I was like, hey, I'm feeling like I need to have weekends. You know, it doesn't have to be at home. It could be wherever. But just give me like a, a reset every weekend. That's going to help me. That's going to help you. I didn't like that. They didn't fire me over it. They, 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 just, they just said, yeah, we ain't doing that. So I should have quit right then, but yeah, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Can't do anything about it now. Now, they, and, and now we're getting into the article after that whole big preamble, they have made a hat that can save a driver's life. That's the headline. Oh. And and the uh, article reads out, and I found this on Men's Journal. I, I actually had to look up the article itself. But uh, there's actually a video that Business Insider covered and put on, uh, on Twitter and the other social medias. Um, but the article reads, 
To celebrate 60 years of making trucks in Brazil, the engineers at Ford decided to create something for the people who drive them. Specifically, they invented a cap that senses when a driver is about to fall asleep and uses light, sound, and vibration to wake them back up. Now, that is not a good idea. I understand you want to keep drivers alert, especially if you're driving overnight. Some drivers can do it. Some can't. I've done both. Driving overnight, I would rather stab myself in the eyes with forks. Let's, I do not want to have to do that. So I don't. But on the times that I have done it, that fucks up your sleep schedule so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yep. And, and even if you've had the best rest of your life, you're able, to, you're able to turn yourself into a full nocturnal creature, it's still a pain in the ass to stay awake at night. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, so I understand wanting things to help keep you alert. You know, but most most drivers, if you're driving through like northern areas, you can roll down the window. You get that cool blast of air in your face, and then you have to roll it back up because then snow's getting everywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, you can turn on blast the music, but <coughs> if you're driving with a co-driver, you can't blast it too loud because you don't want to wake them up. Mm. Um, you know, you could do all sorts of things. You can pull over a little bit, go run around the truck, and that gets the blood pumping for a little while. So. Yeah, there's all of that stuff there. Um, but this hat, they call it the Safe Cap, and it was produced in collaboration with the Sao Paulo-based creative firm GTB. Um, together, the two companies study the differences in how drivers normally move their heads, such as you know checking your blind spot or glancing at your speedometer, and the motions commonly associated with dozing off, an action that can often be fatal. SafeCap, equipped with a gyroscope and an accelerometer, can extinguish between the two types of movement. When it senses that its wearer is falling asleep at the wheel, the hat starts vibrating, making noise, and flashing lights from the brim until it detects the driver is awake. Let me tell you something. When you are the level of fatigued to the point to where driving would be a detriment to yourself and people on the road, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to be driving. You need to be pulling off. Pull off at a rest area. Pull off at a truck stop. If you really have to, just pull off on the side of the highway. I've, I've done that very rarely. But you know what? I, I had, like, one highway patrolman come up and say, hey, uh, you, go, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just out of hours. And he let me do it. And, and it was fine. You know, I wasn't blocking traffic. I was lit up well enough. You know, people could see me. Everything was safe. I was just out of hours. Um, but I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of cases where it's like, oh, shit, you're out of hours. You cannot safely drive. All right. And if and I'm going to say if a law enforcement officer tries to make you drive unsafely, get their badge number. I would just say that. Always get an officer's badge number. Yes. In general, it's a good idea. Yes. So, Yeah. So the article goes on about the product and, and it makes makes mention of the 11 hours in a single shift driving thing. And I'm seeing all of this and I'm thinking, you know, I, I mentioned part of it earlier. Make it to where drivers don't feel like they have to drive that long if they don't want to. If they choose a load that, that that's like very quick, that you have to get there immediately and you have to drive like from Atlanta to San Antonio in two days, uh, which is a bit pushing it, but 
but we'll, we'll run with that. And let that driver do it as long as they can do it safely. That's the key term, safely. But forcing everybody to try and become super truckers, no. You should, the, the minimum should be, okay, we will work with you. We will work with your scheduling. And it's not just the driving trucking companies either. It's the, it's also the big corporations like your Walmart, your family dollars, etc. Schedule things to where your truck drivers can not only get your load to you in a timely manner, but also safely. That's, those are the big things. You know, if that means it's an extra day before they get you your, before they get your load to you, then that's an extra day that they don't have to worry about your load getting strewn all over the highway or your driver getting strewn all over the highway. You don't have to worry about that. So, you know, yeah, it's an extra day that product's not there. That's why you also get more drivers, you know, stack the product, you know, stack it up a little bit. Like, okay, we've got one dude supposed to come in today, another dude supposed to come in tomorrow, another dude supposed to come in another day. One of those dudes are going to make it, at least. And if they all make it, hey, more product for you to sell. You know, that's my thinking about it. And I know some of them are like, well, they'd have to pay for all of that. Well, they're paying for the driver anyway, may as well. And it makes it safer to where, you know, it's like, okay, they're not going to be in danger of... You know, not having this product if I take if I have to take another day for whatever reason, like I get sick or an ac an accident happens, and whether I'm involved or not, that's going to eat up time no matter what. Or yeah. if you're just driving through Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> uh. anywhere in Michigan that has construction, which is half of the state. Yeah, uh -huh. so that's still a problem, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's been a while since I've driven through Michigan, but I remember that being a hell of a problem. It, it oh man mm -hmm. <laughs> they shut down i think one of our highways for a while to try to fix it yeah uh and it's still bad <laughs> although not to be outdone I was, if i remember southern indiana is also similar yeah i would i would imagine uh oh. man <laughs> yeah it's michigan has a big issue with the roads and everything yeah my dad and i have speculated uh this obviously like like really can't be confirmed in any way because mm -hmm. no one is ever going to admit it if it is true uh <laughs> but considering that like detroit is known as the quote-unquote auto city yeah a lot of the automakers here like have a big hand in our government and everything mm -hmm. uh and they may not want us to have good roads because then we have to come in with repairs more often and they make more money uh so Michigan being a poor state already as it is yeah. besides like a few certain areas uh, two of which I am surrounded by it's oh, very no. weird <laughs> uh. there's literally like I think like 15 minutes east of where I am I have seen actual mansions Jesus uh, so wait you're near Kalamazoo meanwhile <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile literally down like five minutes from there across the street is the poverty line mm, yeah it's insane how much it changes around here uh indeed but yeah just uh but it, oh sorry go ahead no i was gonna say i think my older sister's dad uh were half siblings i think her dad was doing truck driving for a while at one point uh 
yeah when we were both like super young uh and i don't remember like much about it because we didn't really live together as kids other than during the summers but i remember like us talking about it at one point like her telling me that her dad was just so tired all of the time yeah i mean and that does play into things like during the time i was on the road more often this show went into a hell of a schedule slip like well, so you know and it's partially because of that fatigue i tried my damnedest and i even tried say hey look you know i've got this thing i need to have done these are the days i need to be able to do it and while they did try sometimes wasn't always a thing and if it wasn't fatigue it was like like at a place i couldn't get decent wi-fi for whatever reason so you know it was one thing or another so yeah uh, so as it is as it stands now truck driving is, seems to be one of those things where it's like you need to that it demands more of your time than maybe you're willing to give and and mm. and to also clarify, when I am talking about truck driving, I do mean like the over-the-road stuff, not like your local delivery stuff. Um, because your local stuff, you can still do some, you know, you can still have other things that you do, but, you know, but but like the bigger over-the-road stuff, yeah, that eats up a lot of your time. Hmm. Uh, so, um, but yeah, and just, uh, so, so as far as this cap, it's like... I see what they're going for, but there are better ways of saying, hey, let's make things safer for our drivers, you know, by allowing them to get the rest that they need and to to all of that, you know, maybe don't overwork your fucking drivers. Drivers should unionize. There's not a there's not a truck drivers union. There isn't. No, there is not. That seems like such like a given thing. I guess I never thought about it. Yeah, I didn't I, even think I about that either. I thought that there was one. Yeah. That's weird. But no, if you're a truck driver and you're listening to this, fucking unionize. Hell, I'll get behind please, you. Please please make a union. Yeah. <laughs> please tell, make I, a union. I'll tell you what. You know, you get you get a good union, you get a good truck driver's union that can make a lot of the reforms that we need, like, you know, reasonable driving times, reasonable delivery times, and companies that don't screw over drivers just because they want to take their time unloading or loading your load or what mm. have you and you know I, I might i might hop back in maybe hmm. um although i would rather hop in with my own equipment that's already paid for so i don't have that over my head yeah and just run for myself fuck all y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with all so yeah uh scully we're gonna gonna go with you on this one because Astra's made a few points of their own already uh what do you have to say about all of this <sighs> capitalism strikes again <laughs> sounds about white <laughs> yeah <laughs> also, <laughs> also like uh yeah sleep deprivation ain't pr ain't all that healthy uh to put it lightly <laughs> so, i mean how about <sighs> instead of i mean like you said instead of you know making them wear this dystopian ass you know, sleep deprivation hat, you, uh, give them better hours. Yeah. And, you know, hire more, hire more truckers. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, because the industry has a big turnover rate anyway. Like, like, yeah. like, for every one driver that comes in, there's, like, two going out or something like that. 
and I pulled those numbers out of my ass. I, I don't know how <laughs> true that is, but it, there's still a huge turnover rate regardless. And just, ah, uh, they can make it safer. And if there are companies, and there are companies that can only, you know, like receive loads in the middle of the night. I know like uh, Walmart distribution centers are like that. They, by and large, you know, will they'll receive certain loads in the middle of the night, which in and of itself is not bad, but they can make it easier on drivers who may have to deliver that. Like, like if, like if I'm picking up a load in, let, let's say, uh, Laredo, and I have to deliver it to Orlando, that's like a good two or three day trip right there. Maybe add a fourth day because it's going to have to be delivered overnight. You know, and you can't just drop it and go. You have to, they have to unload it. You know, add a fourth day. That way the driver can get there. They can get as close as they need to. They can get that rest. And then they can start their day, go get that unloaded, and then go on about their way. They'll have the time. That, that's the mm -hmm. way you should do it. You know? Uh, I know um, most of the supermarkets here have. Um, overnight deliveries because my partner, I think I mentioned before, is an out of hours GA, which basically means he's the he's a shelf stacker. He the there's teams, and I think it's uh, common for most of our supermarkets. Most of the filling up is done at night when either the store shut, which they are at the moment, or when there are less customers around because you can get shit done. Yeah, and and that's that being that's valid. And that being said, I don't think there's anywhere even like the the um. The famous is John O'Groats to Land's End. I don't even think that takes more than a day in a truck. It's not a straight shot. There's going to be wibbly wobbly bits and you know awkward parts to get through. But I can't. I don't think there's a single journey in the UK that takes more than two days, like yeah. or by road. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that as well. Yeah, totally. Um, yes, to all the um, unionising and sleep depth and all the other you know don't abuse your staff stuff mm -hmm. that has been covered. But, and I don't know how controversial this bot's going to be, some of the tech they're suggesting for the hat does seem kind of interesting, and I'd, I'd be interested to see, like, better applications for it. Yeah. I, like, like, I, like I said, I, I, I get the idea, and in, in, in wanting to prevent crashes and dozing off drivers, that's, that's a noble thing, in and of itself. Mm. But yeah. the hat, I could see like maybe one use of the hat, and that's if somebody is driving overnight, like like they choose to drive overnight or what have you, you know. But that would be a voluntary basis. <coughs> yeah. You know, and even then, the light the light itself may not help. The vibrations might, and the sound, depending on what else is going on, you know, that may or may not help. But the light. I'm, I'm also curious. I'm curious to know if it will work on a narcoleptic as well. Yeah, that is also a good thing. Well, if you're narcoleptic and you're driving at night, that's not a... Well, if you're narcoleptic, you... Uh, driving may not be for you. At least no, not long I'm just distance saying, driving. No, I'm just generally wondering, is this a hat that would work for narcoleptics or would they be immune to it? That, 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 that is something I would not necessarily want to test. <laughs> not live, not, not on a hot situation, though. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I do know, I remember... Uh... I think I watched. It must yeah. have been like last year in one of my social Sorry. classes. Sorry, I don't know. Were they down there? Uh -oh. uh, don't worry. I told you if I go quiet, it's because he's woken up and I'm talking to him. Okay. Mm. Uh... 
in one of my social work classes or a psychology class i can't remember which one mm-hmm. uh we watched something that included a dude that had narcolepsy and he had like a caretaker with him uh mm. and i don't know why this specific like shot has stuck in my brain ever since but mm. like it's he like they're walking down the street and like he has like a narcolepsy like i guess like episode mm-hmm. uh mm. And, like, she helps him, like, get down to the ground, like, safely so that he doesn't, like, fall and, like, have, like, a concussion or anything. Yeah. Uh, And what makes it, like, borderline comedic for me is that she puts, like, her coat on top of him like a blanket. Hmm. (laughs) And I don't don't know why, but it's really funny to me to think about. Uh, (laughs) That's just what came to mind because we mentioned narcolepsy and that's how my brain works. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, also, that's kind of cute though, because you know he can get cold quite quick. Once your body's mm-hmm. at rest, it, it the temperature drops. Yeah. That's why yeah. you have blankies. Yeah. I, but, I'm, yeah. I am currently thankful for the lowering body temperature at night because oh, I, I'm an <laughs> overworn individual to begin with. So. <laughs> Uh, and I'm living in oh, Florida. Oh, Please help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking speaking of overwarm individuals, you just reminded me in a weird way. Um, so I I have a new person following me on 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 the Twitters, which that's cool. People can follow me if they want to. Yeah. Uh, this is their profile, and I'm not shaming them. I'm sure they're a lovely, lovely person. But this is what their profile says. Horny boys only. A slutty girl for naughty boys. 18, uh, no, uh, no under 18s. My premium news. Follow me for my OnlyFans. Then uh, details down below. There is nothing in my profile that would suggest that I'm a horny dude. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh... man. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just made me laugh. Like I said, <laughs> I'm sure they're a lovely person. And, and good for you. And it's, an, it's an interesting direct marketing tactic. Just follow random people on Twitter. Yeah, I've had that happen. <laughs> That's one of those things, like, I, I, it's been a long time since I've used any kind of dating site, but I remember, <laughs> like, on the more, uh, more adult-oriented, and by adult I mean porn-oriented, yeah, uh, yeah. porn and sex-oriented, I would get a lot, there would be a lot of porn bots that would just be like, oh, hey, and this and this and this, and like, oh, god damn it, stop it. Uh, can I talk to a real person, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, uh... But uh, speaking of, speaking of things like that, Scully, you you've got something that is, uh... yeah, it's something. How <laughs> about yeah? Uh, okay. This is the headline. Your cock is mine now. Hacker locks internet connected chastity cage demands ransom. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out giving an internet connected device, uh, and it turns out giving an internet, con- oh, fuck, internet connected device control of your penis may not be the best idea ever. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> a hacker uh. took control of people's internet connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom to be paid in Bitcoin to unlock it. <laughs> Bitcoin? Of all yeah. things, Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. <laughs> oh. I, didn't, I didn't actually read the article. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> Your cock is mine now, the hacker told one of the victims, according to a screenshot of the conversation obtained by a security researcher that goes by the name Smelly. 
and is the founder of VX Underground, a website that connects, uh, collects malware samples. In October of last year, security researchers found that the manu manufacturer of an Internet of Things chastity cage, a sex toy that users put around their penis to prevent erections, that is used in the BDSM community and can be unlocked remotely, uh, had an API exposed. Had left an API exposed, giving malicious hackers a chance to take control of the devices. That's exactly what happened, according to a security researcher who obtained screenshots of conversations between the hacker and several victims, and according to victims interviewed by Motherboard. A victim who asked to be identified only as Robert said that he received a message from a hacker demanding a payment of 0 0.02 Bitcoin, around $750 today, $750 today, to unlock the device. He realized his cage was definitely locked, and he could not gain access to it. Fortunately, I didn't have this locked on myself while this happened, Robert said in an online chat. Uh, oh, oh, that's just an ad thing. I wasn't the owner of the cage anymore, so I didn't have full control over the cage at any given moment, another victim who goes by the name RJ told Motherboard in an online chat. RJ said he got a message from the hacker who said they had control of the cage and wanted a payment to unlock it. These hacks show once again that just because you can connect something to the internet, it doesn't mean you have to, especially if you then don't take care of securing the device or its connection. It's incidents like these that makes some people think that the Internet of Things is just a marketing term for the Internet of Hackable Things, as we call it, or even the Internet of Shit, as others call it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. Hmm? <sighs> Chiwi? Uh, I'm, that's what I'm going with. Chiwi, the, the China-based manufacturer of the device, which is aptly called Cellmate, did not respond to a request for a comment. A U.S. distributor said in an email that the flaw that allowed the hacker to lock the victim's cages was fixed in the latest version of the app. Uh, Alex Lomas, a security researcher at uh, Pentest Partners, uh, Pentest? I don't know, who audited the cellmate device, confirmed that some users received the extortion messages and said that this highlights the need for better security practices. <laughs> Almost every company and product is going to have some kind of vulnerability in its lifetime. Maybe not as bad as this one, but something, Lomas said in an online chat. It's important that all companies have a way for researchers to contact them and that they keep in touch with them. As usual, be careful what devices you trust with your data or, in this case, with your genitals. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here because I, I actually have a device that can... That, that that you can like control like remotely through like either Wi-Fi or what have you. It, it's not one of these things. Just no, but but it's one of those things. I'm just in there like I'm eyeing it right now. I'm like, yeah, somebody could do that. Like this, they couldn't do much other than just make it really inconvenient for me because mm. it's it's still fully functional without the other things. So it's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get much out of it. It just really wouldn't. <laughs> and plus you can't turn it on remotely so yeah uh, I just I, I do have to wonder about like these chastity devices though do I, I'm, I'm assuming they have at least something that allows you to pee yeah I, yeah yeah most of them do 
Yeah, obvious. I would hope so because that's so. That'd be weird. I actually otherwise. heard about this like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looked into it because I was so, like, I guess enthralled by it. It was just hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I looked at the stuff, and there does seem to be, I guess, like a slot to pee through. Yeah. From what I, I could see. Uh, but I also like saw some people like in some like reports or whatever saying that like they couldn't pee because of it. And I'm like, okay, then how were you doing anything before? Mm. Oh man. So a sentence I never thought I'd have to say and a possible title for the show. Mm-hmm. In most with most analog chastity devices, because apparently we have to make the distinction now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah from what i've seen they either have you know pee holes some of them have structure for sounding like i think there is one like you, you can use a sounding rod it's designed you can have a sounding rod in it but you could put a cap on that so you could use that as a different type of play which presumably you'd be doing during a scene and therefore being supervised and presumably the person you're in the scene with has the key and right. everything to let you out safely mm-hmm. But of all the Internet of Things and every, everything, digital task devices devices are not something I'd thought of. Now, I've seen, especially on the female side of task devices, they have additions into them. Like, you know, you, you can, all right, let's just say you can have electrified butt plugs, which gets work for guys and girls. But, yeah. you know, so you have devices that attach to, but not necessarily the entire device. Right. And yes, mm-hmm. there are. Um, insertables that can have remote controls, but again, it's an insertable. There's a safe release for it. You just yoink it out. Yeah. The- <sighs> I, I, yeah. We we know we know we don't kink shame on the show. Most of it, we may giggle about it. Yeah. Because we're sometimes twelve, but we don't shame. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, there is a whole subgenre for people, male and female, who like to be locked away for whatever reason that they've agreed with their partner or partners. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be on the internet, people. Well, unless you're <laughs> sharing it, unless you're yeah. sharing the photos and videos, that's a different thing. But I, uh, yeah, I, I can see if you've the... already got if you've already got the key, I don't know why you need it digital. I really don't. But having said that, I didn't read the article, and I didn't know that some of the ones that got um, locked and threatened, like say, "Give me your money," weren't actually in use at the time. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like. Um... It's like, oh, yeah, I have your cock now. It's like, my cock's not in there. Fuck yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw this way to get a new one. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, and then you tell your partner later, you know, when they ask what happened to it, well, somebody hacked it, tried to ransom me for my, because they tried to ransom me for my dick, okay? <laughs> my uh. favorite part about it is that they literally said, like, your cock is mine now. And it's such like a, like a, vi- like a movie villain line. Mm-hmm. It's just really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand the appeal of having the, the whole thing digital. It's easier, you know. You don't have to worry about losing pieces, that sort of thing. You don't have to worry about losing a key. It's all electronic. Mm. You know that that having that little bit of control here and there, because like like the one I mentioned, you can control it through the net, and you know, you know, I mean. I mean, they're they're uh, sex workers who have similar things, and they sure. set it up to where like you pay somebody and they control 
everything while they're doing their work. And that's fine. Um, yeah. Quick, quick counterpoint mm -hmm. to having that kind of device or any device on actual internet. If you're doing close range play or even like, say, a few feet or something, Bluetooth. Yeah. Not internet, it's just Bluetooth it. Yeah, exactly. That is that is that is one thing I did neglect to mention with the uh, device that uh, that I have. It is also Bluetooth enabled too. I, I did neglect on that one. Um, yeah, but... keep it keep it local. Yeah, keep it local. Keep it as local as you can, um, yeah. whenever possible. Because sometimes you yeah. know you you know people long distance have to do things too. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough, but. Yeah. Generally speaking, if it can go on the internet, check if it go Bluetooth first. Because how? Yes, uh, LDRs are a thing, and I, you know, that could be bad, hard for people. Fine, um, but overall, if you can't find an analog solution, then discuss it. But the fact that this actually exists, I'm yeah. both surprised and not surprised. <laughs> My thing is that I think it should have, there should be like a failsafe that yes. should be like readily available. And it didn't seem like this particular device like had one that was easy to get to. Even like a uh, pin number. Yeah. Yeah. Pin number, and like the, pin one, the one that I, the one thing that I saw that like they could do was like release it with like a screwdriver or something like that. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. And it's just like, Sure, but you also shouldn't like. There should be something like else that should come with it, like physically, that should oh, be yeah. able to release that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I I'm just I'm just seeing what what uh, Michelle put in our green room. Oh no! Oh no! This is a break. <laughs> this is like a breaking thing. Oh no! Not like big breaking news. It's it's definitely like drama. Which, compared to everything else, this is like light. And I want to look at this, and I want to bring this up because, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have thoughts on this too. We, well, okay, we all are, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but uh, it's a series of TikToks, the TikTok screen grabs. And it looks like they went from the bottom up, you know, in order. So, uh -huh. uh, so yeah. it's from this dude. And we know it's a dude who is like, anyone else feel like women ruined anime? We should have never introduced anime to them. Okay, first of all, first of all, I'm going to speak from my own personal experience. Your mileage may vary. But my introduction to anime in, in the wider sense has been a woman. I've, I've mentioned it on Random A. I'm going to mention it here. My first, among my first anime just experiences were the Unico movies from the 80s and mm -hmm. they were introduced to me by my mother who may not have realized when where and what at the time but it's like hey these are cartoons he is child sit down in front of the cartoons child there you yeah. go my mother introduced me to anime even if she didn't realize it. And uh, and some of the anime that I've been introduced to is, just throughout the years have been because of at least one woman. At least. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm into a series called Haregu, which is a really great series, especially if you love just off-the-wall comedy, you know, introduced to me by a woman. 
Um, Sailor Moon. Introduced to me by several women. Um, well, several women and one trans man. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Panty and Stocking. Introduced to me by a woman. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. One of one, Becky was at least one of several people to introduce me to JoJo. So yeah, to say that 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 women ruined anime, no, no. It's the, part no. of what I'm thinking is that isn't the creator of Full Metal Alchemist, at least in the manga, that's isn't that a woman? Yeah, maybe. I think so. Yes. Yeah, uh, Hiromu Arukawa. Arukawa. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's like one of the most well known. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and you want to talk about other ones that you may may not think have been created by women. Um Clamp. They are a group uh, of women. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're the ones behind Chobits. So yeah. The 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 characterization of Hideki, you know, especially in the manga, you know, it's women. They're the ones who did it. They were aiming for a different audience than what they normally were. Mm-hmm. These are the same women who did Kakuin, Did You Lay This Egg? Uh. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Women do a lot in, in anime. So, all right. So, there, there's more. Anyone else thinks girls shouldn't watch Shonen? They'll never understand the completely... Con- 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 I rented this tongue, apparently. They'll never understand the complexity or relate to it. Again, To be Becky, fair, you have to have an extremely high IQ to understand Shonen. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Isn't, isn't Shonen just like sword and sorcery? It's more, more like it's that? geared towards young young boys. Young boys, teenagers. Yeah, usually sort of like like 13 to 16-year-olds, yeah. I think, yeah, is like, like the target audience. Think like of, Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball, you know. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Up until part seven, JoJo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. if you've watched the JoJo anime, you're like, wait, this was meant for teenagers? Yes. <laughs> uh, so was uh, Evangelion, apparently. Yeah. So, you know, and, and even other series like um, Dr. Stone and uh, Demon Slayer. Those are shonen series as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Funny how females are now weaves when they used to bully us for it. No, they didn't. No, females. literally no. In fact, most of the most of the anime that I would see in high school, which admittedly wasn't too much, but I, I would see some. Most of the anime characters that I would see that I now recognize as anime characters, yeah. you know, like Hello Kitty or what have you, um, they were they were they were being slung around by girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're being made fun of a thing because of something, then maybe it's not because of the thing you like. Maybe it's because you take it a little bit too far. Maybe you're bullying others over it. Maybe you're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the thing. And here's the next one. Hot take. We started watching anime as an escape from the real world, while girls do it as a trend. They only watch it for male validation. Yet we watch it because of the because it's the only thing that makes us happy for once. Dude, get help, and, and I mean this completely seriously. Get help. Go outside. Get a job. Uh-huh. Do something else. Get a hobby. Just anything. Like, dude, go. Just get help, dude. Wow. 
Women will call themselves weebs even though they've never seen the big three. Hey, guess what? What? Okay, the big three is what? Like One Piece, Naruto, and Dragon Ball, right? I think either Dragon Ball or Bleach. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And guess what? There are a bunch of ways you would say that if any of those are your favorite anime, you're like uh, a poser or whatever, they say. Yeah. And yeah, if those are the only one you've seen, you're not really an anime fan. <laughs> yeah. And, and let me tell is you this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, is that similar to like they, their first three albums? Something like that. Yes. So let me let me tell you this. I have seen plenty of anime series over the years. Um, it's not as diverse as some others, but it's still more diverse than some. You know, mm. I've watched series like Lupin the Third. I've watched the anime adaptation of the Mega Man Battle Network games. Uh, I've watched I've watched Pokemon. Um, yeah, we will watch Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I keep up with, you know, and of course I'm watching the series I'm watching for Random A. Oh, wait. Who was it that introduced one of those series? That was Astra. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, 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 and what was the series that you introduced to us in that show? Uh, uh, on Random <laughs> Seraph of the End, which. I'm just going to spoil the first episode because it's the first episode. It ends up with most of the most of the cast were introduced to dying. Yeah, I am. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't so, you cut yourself on that edge. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and hell, hell, you know what? Speaking of edge, I can even count Attack on Titan as something that was introduced to me by a woman. Yes. Just to go back to that a little bit. So, but to, to get back to the big three, you know, Bleach, Naruto, uh, One Piece. And we'll even throw Dragon Ball in just as an uh, honorary fourth. Or an alternate third, I don't know. But um, I've never really sat down to watch those series. I've seen bits from Dragon Ball. Uh, my friend Lacey is a big fan of Dragon Ball. And, you know, and, and I share like memes of Dragon Ball with her because I know I know she likes it. But I've never been big into the series itself. I know very little about it outside of reviews, and especially reviews of that one live-action Dragon Ball movie that was a piece of shit. Um. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come at me, buddy. I'm not, I'm not a woman, but you're gonna come at me because I've never seen the big three, and I don't really care to. Yeah, me neither. So you know. I uh, <laughs> I think I've said on like random maybe before, but I really only got into anime stuff when I was probably in like my sophomore year of high school, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a junior in college currently, so it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Uh, and like, I almost don't watch the quote unquote big three out of principle <laughs> because people are so like insistent, like, oh, you have to watch these, and I'm like, but I don't really want to. It's I get that. I like the more popular something is, the less unless it's something I'm already interested in, I'm the more likely I'm to resist it. Yeah. yeah. And uh. I, I realize there's probably some pettiness to it because I could be missing out on some genuinely good stuff. Yeah. But I'll, I'll watch it on my own. Like I still haven't seen Avatar: Last Airbender. I will watch it because it does look interesting. I did accidentally watch one of the first episodes when it was um original broadcast, and I just didn't get back to it. But yeah. yeah, the whole thing's complete now. I can sit down and watch it at my leisure. I don't need people telling me you've got to watch it. There you go. Um, I think one of y'all brought up if your favorite anime is one of these, you're not a true weeb, is another thing this guy said. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then the last thing before he just says he's done, just a disclaimer, if you're a female, don't watch Shonen CNN. Shonen was made for us since we could easily relate to the main character and y'all watching it ruins the whole purpose. Well, let me see. You know, Shonen is not just male protagonist. I can name two bits of Shonen material that feature female protagonists. Cutie Honey and fucking Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6. I think Cutie Honey is considered Shonen. But... Yep. But uh, but JoJo Part Six definitely shonen, definitely stars one female character by the name of Jolene Goddamn Cujo, and yeah, a lot of and, and, and oh god, you want to know you want to see some people ship? I've seen more women ship people characters like Polnareff and Avdol than men. I've seen ship, you know. And mm-hmm. I may have brought that up because that's exactly who Becky ships. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's like you know, it, it, you know, stop. You know, whoever this person is, I, I don't have their name. I I don't care to know their name. But if they just so happen to be listening to this and know their words and know what's going on, go fuck yourself with your gatekeeping asshole. Let's go fuck yourself. Enjoy your anime. Enjoy whatever you want. That's fine. And if people are giving you shit over something, then maybe it's because you're an asshole. Simple Gatekeeping! As that. Yeah. It's really as simple as that. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. Any final thoughts on that one? Because we, we just had to do a little bit of drama. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's just stupid. It's insecurity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't like when women like things too. Uh, yeah, I will say I am in fact a non-binary person, uh, yeah. but I do feel like this still also applies to me because they would perceive me as a woman. Yeah, uh, it's just it's oh man, <laughs> it's it's just things that like I think everyone that is like assigned female at birth or is maybe like a trans female or something, it's mm-hmm. something that we've heard for forever. Yeah, it, it's just, it's such just like nothing bullshit at this point. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> and it's like guys, guys, and I'm spe- specifically talking to the straight guys, or at least guys who also like women. In in you know, in any case, having a woman, having having a cute woman, or or a hot woman, or whatever, who is into some of the same shit you are. How do you not see that? How do you see that as anything less but awesome? Like mm-hmm. that gives you something you can talk about. Hell, you can bond over that. Hell, if you if you're really kinky, you can bring that into the bedroom too if you want. But you know, <laughs> I I don't know how because I typically don't. Cos cosplay. There there you go. Cosplay. That's the thing. That's the thing that exists. But the point is that is somebody who. Who is not doing it for clout? Who's not doing it to get in your pants? Definitely not your pants with that attitude. And just enjoys it. You know, you're into the same things. That's fine. I mean, when Becky and I first met, we started talking. I found out, oh, she likes Pokemon. Oh my god, she likes Pokemon. What's her favorite Pokemon? One of her favorite Pokemon is Umbreon. Oh my god! Hey! You know, mm. she likes Mimikyu and Togekiss more, though. Which, those, mm. that's fair. They're both really good Pokemon. <laughs> 
and if you and if you've watched my most recent two streams, I've been using a Mimikyu avatar for through like that face rig thing because mm -hmm. it's just easier. Uh, and I need to commission somebody to like do a live two D thing, but I need to price on it first. I don't know how much that'll mm. be. So I'm, I'm, I am currently in the market for it uh, for a custom one. Um, I think Zen knows a person, so you could ask ask them. I might ask her on that one, yeah. Um, uh, I I don't really have any of my own thoughts because, like I said, I'm not really an anime fan. Although, um, when we had Mars Girl on, she did confirm that the shows I grew up on the 80s, um, specifically Unity's 31, technically count as anime because, you know, Japanese produced. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a, unless Scully's got anything he wants to add, I'm going to end it on Eli's quote. Okay. Scully, you got anything? Anything else? Uh, what an insecure little incel. Yes. <laughs> and hey, we're not on Twitch. We can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. <laughs> that is that... Been a, that has been a, also a small running gag on Random A because we are covering Chobits, and one of the running gags in that show is the fact that everybody is Hideki's virginity. It gets less. It gets lesser the more it goes on, but but it's like. Yeah. But every time I've had to say virgin, I, I I I don't go for the simple. I don't go for that. I go for because of course I do. Uh, and and that is a cry of an embryon, by the way, for those who don't already know. Uh, because I have to be extra like that. <laughs> okay, so what is this quote from Eli? Um, actually, it ties in very nicely with what Scully said. This person has never been laid in their life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. dude, dude. Uh, we'll, 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 we will we'll pull up money if we have to. I almost want to say no, no we'll money. hire you a sex worker, but I don't know if we want to put them through that. Uh, yeah. uh, just, uh, just generally... Don't gatekeep. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't cool. You don't. You're not winning any friends. I bet even your um guy friends who've seen this are like, dude, seriously. Yeah, it's like no, no. And the ones that aren't like that, they're also problematic. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. So with that, we are gonna go ahead and get out of here this week. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a hell of a ride this week, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Astra, thank you so much for agreeing to come on this episode. It is yes, a treat and a delight. <laughs> um, this was fun. I enjoyed this. Yay! Yeah. So, uh, so even yay, though, we didn't scare you off. <laughs> yeah. So we we may not be able to find you on the Twitters, but if, are there any other places on the internet where we could find you? Should we should we be uh, wanting to get in touch with you for anything like commissions? Uh, sorry, I zoned out for like half a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, my brain just turned off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give the full email to Gomer to put in the description uh, mm -hmm. and everything. But the email that I use to accept like commissions and talk about them are is uh, astronomical. It's A-S-T-R-A-N-O-M-I-C-A-L-L dot business at gmail.com. There we go. Uh, cool. So you don't have a um, DA or anything like that where we can look at your art? Yeah. Uh, I do have a uh, card website thing. Uh, All right, cool. And I can also link that. 
Uh, oh, that that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. That also has like my commission prices, my terms of service, etc. Sweet, cool, uh, oh, cool. So yeah. Uh, and for those not looking at the description, what is the uh, card address? Uh, let me pull it back up. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I opened it. Hold on, give me. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm I am loving the 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 strides we've <laughs> taken towards this because there's link tree, there's card, and it's like ah, so great. All your links in one one place. Mm-hmm. You know. I think we yeah. used to call them web pages. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's just astronomical. Uh, again, a s t r a n o m i c a l l dot card with two r's dot co. Sweet, uh, and all their information will be there. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I'll make sure to put the direct email address if you if you still want so in the description. Yeah. Well. So um, so uh, Scully, uh, if we want to find you on the internet, where could we find you? Uh, I finally got a link tree. It's linktr.ee slash Skullipendra. Sweet! And I shall make sure to update the doobly-doo for it. That'll, that'll make, I'll make sure that is updated. And Michelle, how about you? Uh, again, link tree, um, linktr.ee slash phoenix11 p-h-e-o-n-i-x-1-1 that has uh, my, my Twitter and my YouTube and my Patreon, if anyone wants to. And uh, again, I am a partner on Humble Bundle, which is uh, question mark partner equals Phoenix 11. Sweet. And so for me, you can find all of my links to like my Twitter, my Facebook, my Facebook, public Facebook fan page. Um, and uh twitch and instagram where i post a lot of shiny pokemon that i capture i actually need to make another post because i hatched a shiny corsal earlier um Mm. so that's cool uh actually two of them today i've I've hatched two of them today um and i'll explain how like in in another thing but um those will be on the instagram um tumblr there's also a new one called space hay uh, which is hey, yeah, which is basically uh, revamped MySpace. Which... I was gonna say about that. So yeah. my thought about that was like, okay, I never had uh, MySpace, so I never really bothered with it. But that title, that space, hey, sounds like a parody title you'd get in The Simpsons or something like that. Yeah, like they have nice. um, they have MyPad or you know um, YouTube or something. Like that. that sounds like a parody title, not an actual website. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. I and I've got a profile on there. It's it's already in the link tree uh it was i discovered it through uh magdalene rose who's also cool, on there cool. she is good people you should go watch her videos um like <coughs> everything is in the link tree including um links to podcasts like the youtube channel the anchor page for the podcast where everything goes up and of course my own patreon and anchor support links as well and um yeah, it, it would be it would be nice to have more people on the Patreon. That that would be that would be certain. <laughs> thankful for who's there. I'm thankful for who's there. We can always grow, and I hope we do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. to all patrons who are there, thank you. That includes Skullapendra. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, no matter whose Patreon you give to, mine, Michelle's, anybody's. For, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can speak for most of us by saying even just a even just a dollar a month it, it really does mean a lot um, it does my, yeah. my, my minimum is at two dollars just because um, tax yeah that's fair that's fair but you know 
even if you can only give the minimum it, it's it's something and not only does it you know start chipping together to help monetarily also good for the ego and a good for the good for the soul lack of a better term yeah um but yeah so so that is it we are gonna go ahead and get out of here thank you guys for listening and until next time this is gomer the ranting thespian with skolopender michelle and astra signing off bye bye later <laughs> <laughs>